0: President Richard Nixon's prepared statement was very brief, and he took no questions from the press. Sticking to the text, he said that the United States was renouncing the first use of chemical weapons. Then he went on to what was clearly the more important subject to him, biological weapons. Second, biological warfare, which is commonly called germ warfare. He shook the word germ with Nixonian emphasis, as if he shuddered to his jowls at the thought of germs. Germ warfare. This has massive, unpredictable, and potentially uncontrollable consequences. It may produce global epidemics and profoundly affect the health of future generations. He said that after consulting with experts, he had decided that the United States of America would renounce the use of any form of biological weapons, and he was ordering the disposal of existing stocks of the weapons. Mankind already carries in its own hands too many of the seeds of its own destruction, he said. By the examples that we set today, we hope to contribute to an atmosphere of peace and understanding between all nations. Thank you. He walked off the podium without another word. The next day, in an analysis of what Nixon gave up, the New York Times noted rather skeptically that the president was repudiating only a few horrible and probably unusable weapons in the American arsenal to gain possible advantages of security for the nation and prestige for himself. Informed sources said that the chemical weapons given up by Nixon were expensive and unreliable. As for biological weapons, experts said that the United States would have been unable to use them. In the first place, the germs and toxins, the dead but poisonous products of bacteria, stockpiled in refrigerated igloos at the Pine Bluff Arsenal in Arkansas, have never been tested. It is not clear what effect they would have on enemy forces or population. Of course, the experts had it wrong. Either that, or they lied to the Times. Nevertheless, their position prevailed. The idea that bioweapons were never fully tested, were never made to work, or are unusable, is a myth that persists to this day. The existence of the Johnston Atoll field trials was not reported publicly and is unknown to most civilian scientists. The trials, which went on steadily from 1964 to 1969, were successful far beyond the expectations of even the scientists involved. The results were clear. Biological weapons are strategic weapons that can be used to destroy an army or a city or a nation. Tactical weapons, as opposed to strategic weapons, are used in a more limited way, on a battlefield. Chemical weapons are tactical, not strategic, since it takes a large quantity of a chemical weapon to destroy a small number of enemies. There are only two kinds of strategic weapons in the world, nuclear and biological. The reasons for Richard Nixon's decision to end the American biological weapons program were complicated. His intelligence people were telling him that the Russians were getting ready to embark on a crash biological program, and he hoped to encourage them not to do it. The Vietnam War protests were going on, and some protesters had focused on chemical and biological weapons. Not only did the protesters not want the weapons used on anyone by their government, they also did not want them stored near where they lived or transported across the country. Nixon had apparently considered using biological weapons in Vietnam, but military planners couldn't figure out how to deploy them without sickening or killing vast numbers of civilians. Even so, the Pentagon was furious with Nixon for taking away a new strategic weapon. The success of the Pacific trials was also a factor in Nixon's decision, for the trials had surprised everyone. The problem with bioweapons was not that they didn't work, it was that they worked too well. They were remarkably powerful. They were difficult to defend against. They were easy and cheap to make, and while they depended on weather for their effectiveness, they were a good or even superior alternative to nuclear weapons, especially for countries that could not afford nuclear weapons. The meaning of the Pacific trials was not lost on the supreme leader of the Soviet Union, Leonid Brezhnev, or on his advisers. Brezhnev was reportedly furious at his scientific people for having fallen behind the Americans. The Soviets believed that Nixon was lying, that he never really cancelled the American bioweapons program. They thought he had hidden it away. So Brezhnev did exactly what Nixon was trying to head off, He ordered a secret crash acceleration of the Soviet bioweapons program in response to a perceived threat from the United States.